Hello everyone, it has been a hot minute since I've released an episode, but I am so excited to be releasing this one. Actually, this was recorded probably about a year and a half, two years ago, right when I had gotten out of education and had started a new job. And coincidentally, I believe that this was probably around the time about two years ago now that I was actually looking for an out from education, which is what made me think back to the reasons that I started this podcast, blog, etc. And so I revisited my most recent unedited and really wanted to make sure that I was sharing this with y'all. A couple things to note though are I do want to give a trigger warning. Um, There are, there is conversation of mental health and self-harm in this episode. So if, you know, you know yourself, if that is something that you are not going to want to listen to for whatever reason, no worries. You can skip this episode and you can, you know, return for when I inevitably put out another one. I will not be waiting two years this time. But other than that, I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you. Um, It's one that is near and dear to my heart. So let's get on with it. Um. Hello and welcome to the Living My Resilient Life podcast. Be prepared for funny cat anecdotes as well as stories near and dear to my heart. My name is Caitlin Roller and I can't wait to share my experiences of living life with resilience. Hi everyone, my name is Caitlin Roller here with our Living My Resilient Life podcast. Thank you for returning for another episode and this time I am actually joined by a special guest and former colleague. I've got Kieran. (laughs) Hello, Kieran. Hi, this is where I say hi, right? Yes, you can say (laughs) hi here, yes. (laughs) Okay, Hi. Hi. So, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to let you kind of introduce, give a little background for us here. So, my name is Kieran. Uh, Caitlin and I went ahead and we decided to work in the same place, even though, um, you know what's funny? I don't know if I ever told you, but I also used to live in Minnesota. So, no. we both like moved from Minnesota to Texas. How did so I we not both know just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So we ended up in the same place and then ended up leaving the same place at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are literally following the same steps. What are we doing now? Like, I'm like, we're going to just going to follow the same thing. Apparently both of us are going to go into like tech. Yeah. So I'm more of so following you because you left a couple months before I did. So I'm following you. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, hey, we also got, (laughs) you got married in 2021 or 2022. Yes, I got married to the love of my life. We've been together for, well, seven years before we got married. It's eight years now. We celebrated our year anniversary in Hawaii. (gasps) Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. So I'm following you with that because I got married this year in March, so 2022, and we are thinking of going to our on our honeymoon in Hawaii. So you should definitely go, <laughs> right? Right? Uh, we I get off I'll topic follow so you career wise. Yeah, and you'll follow me uh, social wise, I guess social okay. emotional wise. Hey, okay, we'll take it. I'll, we'll we'll just blend it together. 
Yeah, we'll just blend that one together. I, I Maybe love that. We'll we- have a whole person. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you could tell that for my for my listeners and people who just turned this on by accident. Um, we definitely haven't <laughs> spoken or seen each other very much because we both left. Like Kieran was saying, we both left teaching um, in the middle of the school year. I left in at the end of December and Kieran, you left in March. So it's March. Yeah. Yes. Very similar. But, you know, I've been, my whole podcast is a lot of speaking to my own experiences, speaking about, you know, what resilience looks like and what it can mean for different people. And obviously I talk a lot about teaching and mental health. And so um, when I heard that you had left teaching as well, I was like, oh, another one. I would love to get her on the podcast. And oh, so another one. Another one. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds worse than it is. Well, I mean, that is kind of what's happening right now. It's so true. It's, it's a very exodus. Uh, yeah. It's, it's sad because obviously, you know, great teachers are leaving and you are one of them, but you know, Thank you. <laughs> I've always hard. admired you so much. You're, you're simply amazing. Oh, thank you, Kieran. We're like, we're gonna start crying in the middle of the very beginning of this episode. Um, <laughs> goal. Goal. Um, but so I guess to start off, um, you're gonna, I'm gonna have you take away, take a, take it away here in a little bit about just your experience in teaching and kind of what that looked like leaving teaching. I'm just going to kind of let you go ahead and I'll probably butt in and, you know, talk as well because <laughs> that's just who I am. Well, let me start with my experience with education in general. Perfect. I'm one of those people that have come from a family of educators. My dad, who used to be in the military, decided to go into teaching mm-hmm. and that's how we landed in Texas. But he was my, he was in my middle school. So I would always go to his classroom after school. And my mom was also an educator and she was in my elementary school when I lived (laughs) in Nebraska. So I grew up around education, in education. I would go to classes with my dad when he took his night classes for college. And so I've always just been surrounded by it. Oh my gosh. We are, we are the same. My mom is in education. I have family members in education. I'm just like, my God, are we the same person? (laughs) I know. And our names both start with a K. Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. I told you I was going to interrupt and here I am. No, you keep going. You're about to say something about your sister. (laughs) Yeah. my, My sister, um, she has her PhD and she is in She's a professor of library sciences as well. So she's also a teacher. So it kind of made sense that I went into education, even though I kind of didn't want to. Like, I never really wanted to. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I actually didn't want to. Like, I didn't know what else to do, and it felt right. That's a good enough reason, I think. It's. It was, I had tutored in high school. I had tutored most of my life, honestly, uh, tutoring in the neighborhoods. So I was like, you know what? I teach people anyway. Let me just go into actually doing it as a career. Yeah. So I originally was in middle school math because I thought, okay, here's my weird logic. (laughs) 
I suck at math. I <laughs> I hate math. <laughs> I have to find a way to make it fun. And mm-hmm. I thought, who better to teach kids in a fun way the joys of math that they had to learn themselves <laughs> um, than somebody who absolutely hated math and was not good at it. So that was my logic. That actually is not weird logic because a lot of kids, because I'm a, I was a math teacher and, you know, a lot of kids come in not liking math before they even get going. And so I love that you're like, I relate to you. Let's make it fun. We're going to learn it together. I think that makes sense. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad somebody understands me. Oh, it's going to be me. You're um, a parent twin. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. We literally have so many things in common. (laughs) I know. Well, that makes sense why we got along right right from the beginning. So that's that's really true. Yes, that's true. Even though we we were in different grades, we always kind of gravitated to like saying hello and like hanging out when we could in the hallways. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that, I was, that's a hundred percent all through. <laughs> so um, you got you got into teaching middle school math. Yes, but that wait. Oh boy, <laughs> the story I, is long. I'm ready. We got time. This is just in this is just in college. Okay. So oh, okay. I realized I just couldn't do it. Like I did not enjoy the age group. I did not enjoy teaching. And I thought, man, I just hate teaching. So I got out of it, went into general education and learned some more about developmental psychology. So I have a background in that. Um, (laughs) And um, family sciences, because I thought that would be important to understanding the relationships between children, the families, and really building on that if I ever decided to go and teach. Um, so I kind of jumped around a little bit and then after college, I had this education degree and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't really want to teach. I may want to do HR. I think I want to work with people. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I went there and then I was like, isn't working and I ended up in Hobby Lobby and then I got a job as a curriculum coordinator because I landed myself back into education wow (laughs) it's a journey yeah and then oh my gosh okay keep going keep going (laughs) so the year that I actually ended up as a curriculum coordinator it was because my other sister I have another sister who had a friend who was working at a daycare, they needed a curriculum coordinator. And my sister and her friend were like, we know the perfect person. She's smart. She can do it. I could kind of do it. (laughs) 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 The management side, like as a 22 year old and you're managing full grown adults when you're barely an adult yourself, just out of college. Oh, was a mess and I didn't have the best guidance so yeah I just kind of got blamed for a lot of anyway anyway let's just move on past that one <laughs> that's another episode <laughs> it's a whole other thing um this was actually during Harvey that I worked there Harvey hit 
so there were teachers that had to be out and at home like rebuilding their houses hey kitty I knew it I was like Oliver's jumping in and my other cat was squeaking before he's just gonna make appearance hi Oliver hi. oh he just rubbed against the microphone hi buddy he wants to say hello <laughs> oh my god sorry this is gonna be a strange podcast <laughs> I mean it's literally a podcast about so many things um you keep going I'm just gonna apparently Oliver's just sitting I know no one at home could see but he has decided to fully sit on top of my desk and now he's lying <laughs> down right underneath my computer because it's on like a ledge okay well yeah that seems about right Anyway, it's time to pet the cat. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna sit here, pet the cat, <laughs> talk to a friend. It's not a bad day. <laughs> That's true. It sounds like a very good day. Ooh, if it was raining and we had tea, I thought about tea. I really did. I had a moment where I was like, "Ooh, a nice like thing." Of course, you did. Tea. I know, <laughs> I know. But I was like, you know, it's way too hot here in Texas, and I just don't think. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense. So no, (laughs) (laughs) I love our, I love that. We just both go off on these different tangents. Um, Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Where was I? You were at Harvey Harvey. and a lot of teacher had a lot of teachers had to go. So while I was, they were like out of the classroom, but they were still working with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So while I was a curriculum coordinator and in charge of designing curriculum for grades, for ages three to yeah three to five mm-hmm. and planning events they also had me going into the classrooms during my quote-unquote free time to teach the kiddos because I mean it was all hands on deck mm-hmm. and I can't really blame them yeah. um but I found that I really really love working with younger kids I had never worked with younger kids mm. until that point so I was like, okay, that's where my heart is. My heart is with these babies. I love the babies. So I started working on my um, alternative certification to do elementary, uh, early childhood through sixth grade. And I got it. And I, let me just skip over my other daycare experience. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole episode dedicated to that. <laughs> I worked for Kids or Kids it's it's an interesting place okay <laughs> <laughs> um great people but some issues you know most places have their have their issues yeah um so I start working at long name international leadership of Texas with KDK8 wow it was a That's charter a school okay it was a dual language program charter school and I got my first kindergarten job there so I needed more cash flow and that's what landed me at the same school where we ended up meeting each other Mm -hmm. so we got there and what was it 2019 I think so yeah I think 2019 sounds correct because I had two years previous experience at a different district yeah so Mm -hmm. It's not just me that bounced around, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I bounced around a lot. I, I think that's around. normal. I mean, honestly, no one's meant to stay in the same place forever. So I think it makes sense that you bounce around until you find something that works. And then when it doesn't, you go somewhere else. 
which is what we're both in the process of doing. <laughs> yes, we definitely have done that. So you worked, we worked together for about almost three years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, I guess we've talked kind of about experience. How was your experience for those years that we taught at the same school? My experience might be a little bit different. I am a person of color, so mm-hmm. I did fit experience a little bit of different treatment um I believe that yeah yeah there do you know what microaggressions are oh I microaggressions and correct me if I'm wrong but isn't that where you are treated differently but not outright told right is that right okay yeah and it happened at the, the end of the of me leaving as well. So we'll get to that. Oh, boy. But okay. the first year, I was confused with all the other Black women on campus. I do remember that. I remember there was a meeting. Oh, there was my cat again. I remember having a particular, what was it? Probably one of those after-school meetings in which we, mm-hmm. you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll save that for an off the air story, but I, um, you know, I definitely noticed some, some of, some of what you are speaking of at that particular meeting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's something that I didn't really exactly realize until after. Mm. Cause when you're in it, you're just kind of in it. And yeah. I'm so used to kind of being like a chameleon and trying my best to blend in is like I said, my dad was in the military. I, mm-hmm. I moved. So I kind of just learned how to blend and move and flow, but it also kind of led me down a point where I just kind of ignored things that I shouldn't be ignoring. Mm-hmm. I, I do wonder if I had addressed some of the issues, if they wouldn't have been as bad, but like there are little things it's just little things that you can feel you're like uh, something doesn't feel quite right about what that person just said or what that person how that person treated me but you kind of just learn to ignore it and it's mm. unfortunate that I learned to ignore it and now I'm kind of waking up to it more yeah. And I think that's been part of my mental health journey as well as waking up more to my own value. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that some of the people at my, well, at our, our school didn't quite value my abilities as much as they should have. Like, if I'm able to be hired as a curriculum coordinator right after college, <laughs> Yeah. That tells you something about my intelligence. Do you think it was, so are you saying, I guess, so are you saying like they didn't value you? Was, are you saying like due to the color of your skin or are there other factors too? I think there are other factors. Okay. My, my age, because a lot of teachers are in the older range. Yeah, they do. New teachers coming in. I, and I felt, I feel that portion yeah Yeah. yet that new teacher feeling the way people treat you when you're a new teacher that just continued for me Mm. (laughs) that just it continued the whole time um 
but it might also be my personality. I'm kind of like a happy, bubbly person. So it, I, I don't know. Yeah. Me <laughs> yeah. too. I'm pointing at myself. I was like, I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't take us seriously because we smile. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just, I, I mean, happy. I like being happy. I, I try to when I can. Sometimes there's a little bit, I try to be happy when I, I'm just masking what's going on because I don't want to deal with it. But I do have a tendency. Some people have a hard time being around people with that kind of energy. I understand what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) It seemed like my energy, like where I was mainly located in the school was not really matched. Mm. I'm fortunate because there were other, there's plenty of people that we worked with that I think would have matched your energy really well. But I think it just was the, maybe the location that you were putting the school at. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. No, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) I get you. (laughs) We'll speak our own language by the end. It's fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No one will be able to understand the podcast. It's fine. And we, we will. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah. Keep going. Um, so I don't know what else to really say about that experience without like going too much into detail. It's, it's just a lot of like bad vibes. <laughs> That's the best way I could describe <laughs> it. Bad vibes all around. And it was, was that for so many bad vibes. Was that for all three years then? Did that continue for three years? Yes. Cause you were with the same, you taught the same grade for all three years, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the same for all three mm. years. It's like, I just couldn't. You couldn't catch a break. That's a whole. Yeah. I, we just, like everybody I worked with was perfectly nice. It's just, we didn't gel well together. And it, it created a little bit of hostility. I don't know if I want to use the word hostility. I don't know. Maybe like a little bit of like, <laughs> tension or friction tension thank you that's yeah. a better word because it's not like hostility because again yeah. they're nice people they're mm-hmm. nice people it's just it didn't fit yeah it wasn't a good fit just some personalities just don't fit well and that's just kind of the way it is but it's hard when you have to work with them and collaborate with them and you don't fit mm-hmm. um yeah yeah no I I can understand that yeah. So when you're working in that kind of tension, like it causes you to really doubt all of your abilities. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've been doubting that I can really teach and do what I was trained to do. I was doubting my intelligence. I was doubting my personality. I was starting to doubt like everything. And I got to a pretty dark place. So mm-hmm. I, the last year I okay. was kind of pushing it. Okay. I was pushing myself really hard just, and not even like to do extra, not to do extra things. It was just okay. pushing myself to get out of bed. Oh, okay. And you could, so you could, it was like a pushing yourself just to even do the basic needs that you, that you need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like, 
I was so exhausted and it, it was completely burnout. Like mm. now that I know more about burnout, it was completely burnout. I was so exhausted. I actually had cried in the counselor's office mm. in, that March before I le- like a year March before a year yeah. before. March is hard for people who aren't teachers. I mean, that is kind of around that time though, with a whole bunch of state testing and end of the year unit stuff. I mean, it's a really stressful time. Plus you've been teaching for a while without a break, January to March. There's not a lot of days off. So it's yeah. just really stressful time. It was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward to this last year. Okay. I'm already exhausted. I'm talking to my team about, well, at least one person on my team. I was like, how do you do this? How, how are you able to do this? And throughout the year, I just kept asking people, how have you been a teacher for seven, eight, 14, 26 years? I don't understand how you do this. Help me. How do you do this? And what did they say? I, they didn't really have an answer. <laughs> it's one. Of, I wonder if it's, I think it's sometimes one of those things where you've been doing it for so long that it's just, it. it's what it is. Um, but I do know that there's also, you know, I know that there's teachers out there right now who absolutely love what they do. And that's wonderful. I think that that is a that is a tough question. I don't know how I would answer that either, actually, if someone had asked me. Yeah, it, yeah. it was kind of like a trick question where like, yeah, just this exhausted person comes up to you. How do you do this? <laughs> is that how we got to talking in the hallway? <laughs> yes, we were both burned out. And I, I think I don't remember who it was. One of us was like, how are you doing? But like, really, though? actually how are you doing like at the end of a school day (laughs) I don't remember which one of us it was either but it was absolutely one of those days where it was just like I don't I don't know how I'm hanging in there how are you hanging in there what's up with you (laughs) please tell me this is normal (laughs) I I we definitely validated the feelings on that one because we were in the same we were feeling that similar that burnout that exhaustion and the questioning of the careers that we've chosen. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, it has nothing to do with the kiddos. Like that is the part that I enjoy the most. If it could just be me and kiddos all day and we just play and have fun and I can make them smile and happy. That's, that just sounds like a glorious life. (laughs) Oh yeah. And even like, I mean, we've all, we've, we've had difficult students, of course, but like at yeah. the end of the day, they're kids and they have reasons behind their behaviors or whatever it is that they're acting out. And they're very valid reasons. And does it make my day harder when that impacts my teaching or my other students? Yes. But that's not the reason teachers don't leave because of the kids. People, teachers stay because of the kids. It's one of the things I don't think that you understand unless you're in education, I think. I think people can understand, yeah. but we we definitely get that. I think it was time for me to go at, when I was crying in the counselor's office. 
but I wanted to hang on for one more year for, for my kiddos. Mm -hmm. And it just, I couldn't. So it, it got to the point where every day was just dragging. I was crying in my car. My husband was calling me to make sure I was okay. Mm. And then I got to work okay. And I would call him and be like, I'm in my car. Please just, please just encourage me to get out and go. Oh. And I just had no energy. And we had our rodeo day, super fun. Mm -hmm. But those days are really, really like you have to be so up and on and like hype. And I'm already a very active teacher. So then I was like extra hype. <laughs> so that <laughs> we had that, we had our field trip and then we had, um, what? Field day. We okay. had field day. Yeah. We had all of those back to back to back. And oh. I think that was kind of the catalyst for me having a breakdown. Mm -hmm. The last day I was there was field day. And oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So I had decided that morning, here's where we get into mental health. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Hey, I'm all about that. <laughs> Take it away. Resilient roller. Let's talk so, mental health. So that day I was just crying in my car. Mm. I kept looking at the side of the road. Like I could just easily crash into a tree. I could just easily drive into one of those lakes. I don't think it'd be deep enough. So probably not a good idea. <laughs> like actually going through in my head ways to take myself out. Yeah. I was at that point and I was like, look, let me give my kids one more day. Yeah. If I can just give them one more day. And here's where I get emotional because it was such a happy and wonderful day for them. Yeah. And I couldn't feel the joy for them that I wanted to feel. And I think they could also kind of feel that I was phoning it in a little bit because mm -hmm. They weren't like cheering as much as my classes did the previous years. And I think they could kind of feel that something wasn't right with me. Yeah, they can. They really can. Yeah, especially the littles. Mm. They know immediately when something is off. And I, I'm usually honest with them. Like, hey, Kieran's not having, I'm not going to say my last name. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, you can just go your first name. Kieran's not having a good day. Karen's going to take a little bit of a step back. We're going to do this, this, and this today. But just letting you know, not having a good day. Yeah. So you can teach them how to express their emotions. So exactly. I tried to do that with them. But the emotions I had that day were just way too deep and way too heavy to talk to a five-year-old with. So <laughs> Yeah, I think that was probably a good call. Yeah. So I was trying to phone it in that day. And all I could see was just darkness. Like, big, bright auditorium. Kids are running around. It's loud. And all I could see and hear was just, it just was consuming me. I was just completely consumed by just darkness. It's such a weird feeling to describe. And it sounds so edgy when I'm saying it. <laughs> but it, that deep, dark pit of despair that you just can't seem to climb out of, no matter how many people you're surrounded by, all of the joy and the happiness, all of the bright light, 
it still just has its hold on you. So that was what my day was like. <laughs> That's hard. I, the feeling of that of, you know, I guess my way of describing those kind of moments that I've had are just, it's like almost nothing can make you happy. And the things that yeah. generally make you very happy, it's like you, you have almost no feelings and emotions. You're kind of like numb. You're just kind of going through the steps yeah. and the process and you're, you know, something's not right, but you can't seem to claw your way out of it. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I think that's a little bit more succinct, succinct way of saying it. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard thing to describe, though, for people who haven't experienced it. But for those who have, unfortunately, we 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 understand that feeling and how just trapped you feel when you're in those kind of moments. Yeah, I definitely felt like I just couldn't escape. And that day, I, after we got back, I had given like every last drop that I had to try to be there for my kiddos that morning that I didn't even have anything after. Mm -hmm. I was writing my will. I was done. Oh my goodness. And then because my husband, my wonderful husband was so concerned about me, he called our boss. Really? He called the nurse. They came in and they came and got me because I was not okay. And they saw that I was writing my will and they were like, you, you need to come with us. We're going to make sure you get to a safe place but you can't be here right now. (laughs) And I was like, all right, (laughs) still under the impression that that's, that's going to be my last day on earth. Mm -hmm. Like I was done. I was, and it's not the first time I've been done. I've had a couple of moments in one in high school and one in college. I'm a mess, but (laughs) we're all, I think that's just human that's just how it is being a human. There's no perfect We're all a person. mess. We're all a mess. But I'm, was he, I guess, how did he know to contact our boss? Did he? We've been together for so long and he's been there for, for the, those other moments. Okay. okay. So he kind of recognized the signs like, not okay, not okay, not okay in the least bit. Need some mm. intervention. So he jumped right in on it. They came and got me. He works like 30 minutes away from where we worked. So Mm -hmm. our mother-in-law, well, my mother-in-law came and picked me up to take me to their house because they were closer. And he met us at my in-law's house. And we went to mental mental health crisis center and started getting me the help I need. And now I'm blonde. So, <laughs> and now I'm blonde. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That's funny. I'm sorry. It's a very like your that comment made me laugh, but the situation itself obviously is not. Uh, <laughs> I like to add a bit of humor. Add a bit of humor to the darkness. No, I'm. I guess 
on the, if you're up to speaking about it, when you went to the mental health crisis, what kind of things did they do to get you to a better place? So it started out with the crisis center diagnosing me. And they said, okay. I have anxiety and depression and PTSD. We can go into that more if you'd like to, so like where that stemmed from, because I'm comfortable talking with that as well. I believe okay. in spreading information, 100%. not withholding it. 100%. Just so people feel more normal and not alone. That's a big uh, part of why I put myself out there and blogging, podcasting, speaking on my social media stuff. It, I to spread that awareness and end that stigma because it's unfortunately it so important, way more common than people know. And, you know, there is resources that are available that can really help positively impact you. Yeah. And I'm about to talk about one of those resources right now. <gasps> yeah, do it. <laughs> plug it in. <laughs> so I went to, I'm just going to go ahead and plug their name because they helped me a lot. Of course. New Dimensions Health. New Dimensions Day Treatment Center. They are a group therapy center and you can either be half day or full day, multiple times a week, once a week. It's mainly about what you need. Not You can choose, but they will tell you based on a diagnosis what they recommend. And I got recommended full day, five days a week. I mean, it, but you, you do what you've got to do to get yourself yeah. better. But I, I did refuse to go to inpatient. I didn't want to go to inpatient. So I did partial, um, partial inpatient, like an outpatient program. Yeah. Um, so that was my life for like a month and a half was just going to treatment and dealing with things that I thought I had dealt with. Um, really working through things, meeting amazing people. I've made so many friends from, from new dimensions and we still hang out and check on each other and make sure we're okay. Actually, I got my tattoo with one of my friends from new dimensions. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I, yeah, if text me their information and I can put it in the podcast show notes. So that way people can kind of learn more about the resources that they have to offer. Yeah, I will yeah. totally do that. I I really think they were helpful. Um, I learned a lot of tools to kind of keep me going. And it's funny because I'll have, I still have panic attacks. Um, but my husband will grab my hand and go, okay, what did you learn? <laughs> oh, he's like the teacher now. <laughs> what What did you learn? What are your tools? (laughs) I love though that he can support you in that way that you need though and kind of ground you in those moments. Yeah. He's my rock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love him so much that sometimes it gets annoying because I talk about him a lot. (laughs) Um, No, no, you're totally in the right place. I I talk about mine quite often. (laughs) So I think, I think, when, when, especially when you're married and newly married like a year or less or you know it's all I mean even now I'm like oh oh all the good feelings still <laughs> yeah 
and I hope those feelings never go away because they're wonderful. They are wonderful. No, I, yeah. So, okay. So you would said a month and a half. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess from there, um, cause I'm, I'm definitely thinking we're going to have a whole nother episode, you and I, Kieran, about mental health specifically. Cause I mean, as much as I love long episodes, eventually this one's going to be like three hours if we dive into the whole thing. So <laughs> if you're willing for another episode, I would love to have you back to talk more about, sure. about that kind of experience. I love how open you are with it. I would love to talk about mental health more. It's, it's a part of every human being. And I really, truly believe that we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. Yep. I agree. People don't want to share it because they are ashamed or embarrassed, but by doing so, it makes things harder, you know? Yeah. It makes it harder to get help. It makes it harder for you to want to help yourself when you are ashamed of how you're feeling. And it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so right after treatment, Mm-hmm. I decided, well, I was doing tutoring at some point. So let me yeah. just go back to doing that. So I started my own business. It's called Miss K's Corner. And I'm going to plug that in the show and notes too. And that's corner with a K. I love that. You know, I resilient roller here in corner. I, we're liking that uh, alliteration here. <laughs> Kieran and Caitlin. <laughs> It just works well. <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm also mm-hmm. working with a company called Einstein Tutors, and I'm doing some instructional design for them. Ooh. So that's another one to plug because we're also we're going into schools and doing House Bill 4545 stuff. So that's also super neat. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm looking for more of a virtual position because that's just kind of where I'm, I see myself thriving mm-hmm. is working remotely, um, mostly because I just really hate driving. You know, <laughs> living in, in this, uh, this area in Texas is, uh, yeah, it, in Houston specifically, I says, that's as detailed as I'll get about where we live, but uh, the traffic here is quite uh, horrendous. Yeah, especially with all the construction. It's making it 10 times worse. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, also it would be nice to be home with my support dogs. So So if I do have a moment, they're right there and they can, they haven't been trained to be support dogs, but one of them will come and put a paw on my leg if she Mm. starts seeing me, like, hyperventilating and crying she'll like come like to my face and put a paw on my leg because dogs are amazing animals in general I think are really good at sensing emotions I even you know people say cats sometimes are not as loving but that is not been the case when I've had my hard moments so have you ever seen a kitty video where like I I think it was like the girl pretended to hit her head on the wall and (sighs) yes yes Yes. Yes. And the cat came up and cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, so I think, cute. yeah, I think that's had a bad rap. They do. They have a bad rap as, a, as like two of mine come into this room right now. And we'll probably jump on, um, on this little table thing I have here. 
but yeah, so you wanted to, you kind of want to work more remotely so you can avoid the traffic, but also kind of be able to continue that support of Mm -hmm. your mental health, I guess. So since you've been out of, um, kind of that five day a week, you know, are there things that you do almost like day to day or weekly that kind of help you maintain where you're at? Well, I definitely take my medication. Um, we are pro medication <laughs> on this podcast. Yes. Take your meds. Yes. Take your meds. They help. They help with that imbalance um, that you were having. That chemical imbalance is no fun. It is okay to need medication. It yes. is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to exercise daily and that might be dancing, surprise, surprise or uh, walking the dogs or boxing or just anything to get myself moving. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I, I didn't exercise for a week. My mood went down so fast. I needed it. I mm. needed my exercise. Um, I tried to do deep breathing and relaxation techniques at night. And now I'm saying I try because I maybe do it like once, <laughs> once a week. But that's still but I'm tr- getting there. Yeah, that's progress. That is progress in the right direction. It went from zero to one. So improvement. <laughs> improvement. Marked improvement. Um, and I try to do something fun every day for myself and actually sit back and relax because I suck at relaxing. It is difficult <gasps> me for me. Too. Me right? too. I just feel guilty. Like I should be doing more right? being productive. I, I've, I'm working on that too. I, I've gotten a lot better. I think it's a combination of when you're a teacher, you give all of yourself to, you know, the kiddos and you, even on your moments where you have a quote unquote break and you still end up being pulled into a meeting. So you're used to doing things constantly. And then as a society, I think that, you know, it's considered being lazy when being, when resting and taking that time for yourself, it's a very important and healthy thing to do. Cause if you don't, your body will force you to do that. Which it did. Yeah. It forced me to sleep a lot. <laughs> hey, sleeping is wonderful. <laughs> it is. I'm probably going to take a nap after this. I say nap because I'm going to wake up later when my husband's done with D and D and we're going to hang out. Oh, I love that. I love that plan. So you're, you're making time for yourself to do good things. You're resting medication. Are you still, I guess, are you continuing to speak with anybody or attend anything? Yes. I go to therapy twice a month. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm trying really hard to make sure that I can be really be there for myself because the best person to be there for you is yourself. And that's something that people really lose sight of. Yeah, no, I think it's easy to lean and rely on other people to make you feel better, fix you, whatever that may be. But you are at the end of the day, all you have, right? Yeah. And it really comes down to you. It comes down to you. And that's, it's a hard thing that I, you know, continue to work on and probably always will (laughs) just because it's, you know, it's not easy 
being an adult, being a human being, having all these fun emotions so frequently. (laughs) (laughs) Fun. Yeah. I say fun, but we, we know what that means. Oh, I Are they coming in? Oh, they're just, you know, they are just wandering around and playing with things that we shouldn't. I'm recording in a in our room that has um uh what is it in here? We've got wedding presents in here, we have workout things in here, and we have uh wedding decorations that I'm selling. It's a really fun playground for my cats, so. though. <laughs> Lots of things it. to climb on and sniff and play with. Oh, and yeah. Break. Oh, a thousand percent. And <laughs> so you've got, so you've got this new job that you're working with. Um, and you've got, you've got some really great tools. I always love the tool in the toolbox analogy, but it's, yeah, it's so true. Um, and then I guess because my, this podcast is called resilient or resilience, I guess, what does that word kind of mean to you I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question I didn't think about it until just now but what does that word mean to you or look like in your life well okay here's here's a story I I love my family so much so I like that you preface with this (laughs) (laughs) they my sister told me one day that sometimes being an adult is crying in your car and then getting up and getting out and putting on your big girl pants. And I think that's what resilience is, is crying, getting it out, feeling what you need to feel, but still getting up and going to do what you need to do. That's, that's resilience for me. Yeah. It's hard to, when you're, fe- when you're crying your car, feeling the darkness to get up and continue is... Mm-hmm the most brave and powerful thing you can do. And for sure, an example of resilience in every way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so actually I have written on my mirror I, before your podcast, I had one of the things that we had to do was write affirmations. And mm-hmm. my first one was I am resilient and it was in all caps. Oh, I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you said resilient, I was like, oh, that's my word. That's my word. Well, I have it tattooed on my arm too. I should get a matching one. We should get a matching one. I have it. Um, I've got it tattooed. Um, uh, and the only like visible, like really visible place because I like to be reminded of that. And it looks so different at day to day, you know, sometimes even hour to hour, but I think it pertains to everybody in situations that they may be and it's good to be reminded of that characteristic yeah yeah but I guess you know wrapping up here is there anything else that you kind of wanted to share about you know leaving teaching what you're doing now Uh, obviously I'm having you on for another episode about mental health of course but I guess is there any (laughs) other things that you wanted to share um don't be afraid to make a change Mm. oh preach that yes because it is terrifying but once you take that leap you'll find a whole slew of things that you never like strength that you never thought you had like I keep going back to my me dyeing my hair blonde because it was the scariest thing I think I've ever done (laughs) (laughs) I've been a brunette my whole life 
I never really thought about dyeing my hair. But something in me was like, I feel like a different person. I want that to be reflected on the outside. So I started doing things that I thought might be fun. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this now. Like, I'm eating out of the ice cream jar. (laughs) No, I love that though. Yeah, just like little things. Like, sometimes it's okay to do what you want. It's okay to do what you want. And it's okay to take the change or to make that change. And it is totally scary. It's kind of like you're jumping off a cliff, not knowing where you're going to land. But in the case of new careers, new, new hair, new, new, anything moving to a new state, I think it promotes a lot of growth and shows like you were talking about where, you know, it shows you strength that you didn't know that you had. Yeah, it's like when you find those sweaty spots that you didn't realize could sweat. (laughs) (laughs) You mean, that's not wrong either. That's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, we learn new things every day. (laughs) We really do. (laughs) Growth mindset. Oh, I love that. (laughs) No, but... Oh, thank you so much for coming on today, Karen. I have missed seeing you in the hallways and, you know. I miss you so much, dude. I I love that we can be on. I'm excited to have you on again. I'll be curious what hairdo or hair color you're coming on with next. I don't know if you'll dye it again. Yep. Hey, this one suits you. So (laughs) as did the brunette. (laughs) So you can really can't do wrong there. Maybe Um, I should go purple. Hey, I would love that. I, you know, it's so funny. I thought purple. I thought purple. See, see, mm-hmm. share the same mind. Twins. Oliver came on as well because he's like, "Oh, I want to say goodbye before before she leaves." Oh, uh, yep. There's a tail, tail right in the camera. Oh, thank you, thank, thank you, you Oliver. Oliver. Thank you, Oliver. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he knocked my entire microphone set off. Sorry for those he listeners. I That's said really hello funny. and I said goodbye. It is yeah, goodbye he's like, hello, <laughs> goodbye, and nothing else. Um, but no, thank you again so much for coming on. I'm going to uh, post those in the show notes, what you spoke about, what helped you, what you're currently doing, all the in between. And I'm excited to have you on here in the future. Thank you. I can't wait. It's going to be great.